0: Welcome back to the Highway Health Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this episode of the podcast, Dr. Ben Kligler from the Veterans Administration will be returning to share more insights on the value of taking a holistic approach to staying healthy. During this episode, you'll hear Dr. Kligler discuss cultural transformation and how it relates to whole health. Dave Nemo will be your host for this edition of the High Health Podcast. And now it's time to hand it off to Dave for his feature interview with Dr. Ben Kligler from the Veterans Administration.
1: Dr. Ben Kligler from VA and I were just talking about chainsaws this morning.
0: (laughs) Good
2: morning. That is not something you want to learn while you are driving your truck, (laughs) But, but it was a great experience in the personal development realm for me. A couple of weekends ago, I took a course, so not while you're driving, that's for sure.
1: Chainsaws and trucks. I don't know. Stephen King may have something to say about that. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to do the official thing here. You're the executive director for the Office of Patient-Centered Care and Cultural Transformation at the Veterans Health Administration. The first part of that, patient-centered care, that makes all the sense in the world. Cultural transformation makes a lot of sense when you know what it is. And I thought maybe we'd take just a moment to explain those two words in terms of what the new direction, if you will, of the Veterans Health Administration is the VA.
2: Sure. I think the idea is that in healthcare, our culture has been all about, we're going to identify your disease, we're going to figure out what's wrong with you, and then we're going to come up with the medication or the test or the surgery or whatever it might take. And the whole culture has been based around this idea that we, the doctors, the nurses, we are the experts, you are the patient, our job is to fix you. That's kind of the way we've thought about healthcare. But what we're doing with Whole Health and the reason we've got that name in there in the name of our office. Offices, we are trying to flip that on its head so that we change it to a culture where the person, the patient, the veteran or whoever it might be, they are the one in charge. They are the one saying what is most important, what matters the most. And then our job is to orient the whole kind of approach to health and to health care with that front and center. So it doesn't mean we're not still gonna be identifying, oh, do you have diabetes or you have anxiety or you have chronic pain? We're still gonna be doing that. We're still gonna be doing the treatment, but it's all in a much bigger context of like, well, what does that condition mean in your life? and what can you do and what can we help you do to kind of take charge of that and make your life better by being more proactive more like the person who's right at the center of the whole decision making and the whole process so that's where that idea of cultural transformation comes in it's really about changing the orientation and how we think about how we deliver healthcare really when i first came to the office and i heard which was now 7 plus years ago I used to chuckle that that was part of our name because I was like, how can you have an office in charge of cultural transformation? But as I've gotten more and more into understanding what it is we're doing in the VA, it really is that it's a big change. It's a big change in how the healthcare system starts to think about what is its job. That's part of what makes it so interesting and exciting.
1: I was in my 20s through the 70s, post-Vietnam a generation kind of a thing. What I'm getting at is that in the maybe late 70s-ish, there seemed to be a cry about regaining personal responsibility. And, and I may be overblowing this, but it seemed to me that everywhere you turn, people were saying that we need to regain personal responsibility. We can't let the government take care of us or this place take care of us. we got to have personal responsibility. And we kind of let that go. I don't know if there's a good link there in terms of what you are saying in terms of the me centering, the me, myself, and I kind of centering in the circle of health and the idea of regaining some personal responsibility. Physician, heal thyself. I don't think was just for the doctor.
2: Right. Yeah, I think there absolutely is a connection in the sense of looking at people as a whole person. If you think about it, that is some of what came out in the 70s with just the idea of whether you're talking about women's rights or civil rights or just a kind of an approach to looking at your health with a little bit bigger than just I'm going to take my medication and be a good patient and do what the doctor tells me. There continues to be this idea of, wait a minute, who is really in charge of my life? should be me right and i think the truth is in society in our society there's a lot going on that makes you feel like you're not in charge we spend a lot of time looking at advertising and people telling us what are we supposed to look like and what are we supposed to buy and what are we supposed to do so this idea of getting back to like what is important to you if you step back and you don't necessarily listen to what everybody else is telling you is most important but what's most important to you then what do you want to do about it? And it might lead you down a different road than if you just are kind of following along with kind of the standard path. Not that it's easy because it gives us a lot of troubles, but that right there in front of us. That's why that whole idea of cultural transformation, it really is about changing the way we think about our health. Who can make the biggest difference? I'll just say one more thing about that, Dave. There's a lot of statistics that say that when you look at health outcomes, how do people do in terms of dealing with their diseases and even how long their lifespan is, the healthcare the impact of the healthcare industry people will put it somewhere between 20 30% like that's the amount that we can really have an impact on but then when you look at the rest of that 70 80% some of it is about genetics like what are you born with but a lot of it is about lifestyle and the choices that you make and how you use the resources that you have Really, it's about understanding what the medical industry can do and then what it can't do and where we have to really turn to the person and say, look, if we want this part of your life to get better, we've got to think about what can you do to get there. That's a big change, I think.
1: To kind of put this almost in kind of a bumper sticker form, Dr. Ben, our good friend and longtime associate. One of the co-founders of the St. Christopher Fund, Dr. John McElligot, says, Okay, here's a pill. Take it. But you can't eat around the pill. You can't just do what the doctor says and then do whatever else you want because, well, he gave me this pill and that's all he did. (laughs) One of the things you said, you used the word influence, People telling us what to eat, what to wear, how to look. That used to be a 30-second commercial on television. Now it's half a million people on the Internet, these influencers. I mean, the word influencer is really just ubiquitous. Maybe you, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners can remember when their moms, when they were saying high school, their moms would say, look, I'm going to tell you what, that boy is a bad influence on you and I don't want to see you hanging around with them, right? So influence has always been out there and those bad influences were like in onesies and twosies in terms of three or four kids getting together. But now it's like in the onesies and twosie millions
2: Right. I know. I mean, you really can point to, and I think probably truckers are very susceptible to this, just like everybody, but in a way even more because you tend to spend a lot of time on your own. So you get isolated. And I think when you're a little bit isolated or cut off, it's very easy to kind of hook into the Internet as kind of the social connection. And there's really potential great benefits there, but there's also a risk because I don't want to sound cynical, but when it comes right down to it, most of what's out there, people are trying to sell you something. Those influencers, the way they're making a living is that once you get a million followers, you get to sell products in some fashion, or you get to endorse products. You get to influence people to buy things. (laughs) I think you really do have to step back and say, wait a minute, what do I want? What's important to me? And what is it I want to do? And I do think that can be a challenge because also you've got the whole phenomenon of we get now targeted advertising, whether it's on Mm -hmm. our phones or on our Twitter feed or wherever it is this very sophisticated technology out there working on influencing us to be honest you're right it used to be just advertising industry and maybe there was an ad on television and it's really much more ever-present now kind of all around us than it was once upon a time and so it almost makes this whole idea of whole health even more of a priority because who do you want to be determining what you focus on and what choices you make and what direction you take in your life do you want that to be an influencer who doesn't necessarily even know Know who you are or do you want it to be you something that you reflect on you talk to people who know you you talk to friends or family or a health coach or your doctor whoever it is but you really think about you it's almost more important now than ever because of the way that that kind of influencing has really expanded and infiltrated all the different parts of our life i think it's mm-hmm. really a high priority to And I think in a way it's why you see so much mental health problems in young people now. I mean, when you look at the statistics about anxiety and depression and social isolation in teenagers and young adults, it is scary. Honestly, I think a lot of that is related to this idea that, well, my social connection comes from the Internet. But that's not real. That's a one-dimensional connection that people want you to see. But that doesn't get you the opportunity to really be the whole person you are. I think it's a real priority, and I think it's kind of up to us as a little bit older people, kind of the adults in the room, to really get that message across and show what you can do when you do make the choice to really focus on what's important to you and take steps. I think that's really key.
1: One of the things that I've always contended that a truck driver has enough time, if they wanted to, you could get a college degree if you want to in your truck on the road, because you can go from mom-and-pop college to one of the major universities of the world and get an online <laughs> degree. And you have time to do that. And then we use the same technology that we just kind of put down on here. No, Every if coin has two upside. sides. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. it's got a huge upside. The other thing, since we're talking about that part of the circle, that personal development idea, and you just brought up that idea of, let's say, learning, getting a degree, learning a new skill, whatever it is. And maybe we've talked about this before on the show, Dave, but the idea of having something that gives your life meaning and purpose something that you really care about, that is such a huge part of the big picture, being healthy. There's a lot of statistics that show that people that have what you would call a high sense of purpose in life actually have better health outcomes and actually even live longer than people that have a low sense of purpose or have lost their feeling about what am I living for? And I think one really great way to help restore purpose in your life is to learn something new whether it's a new scale or just a new area you're interested in or a new potential direction for your work, I think that is a very, very powerful tool and you're right, it's so much more accessible now than it was. And let me take back everything bad I said about the internet, because this is one of the few <laughs> Exactly. Things. But especially for, let's say, truckers who really do have a lot of time and once upon a time to say, I'm not going to drive and I'm going to go sit in the classroom for 20 hours a week. Well, that would have been a real sacrifice. And I think now it's a really different story in terms of the choices that you have. So I do think that's a really great point. And personal development, that part of the circle, that can mean a lot of different things. It can mean as simple as listening to podcasts that you're interested in listening to a book on tape or can mean going all the way towards a more structured kind of setting where you're going after a degree or looking for sort of a way to enhance your career it's really a lot of options there and that's where we were joking earlier i have always wanted to be able to use a chainsaw and i took a course two weekends ago on how to do it and now i feel like well there's all this stuff i can do now because we have the good fortune to have a property up in vermont and there's lots of trees. Falling down there, and suddenly now I can do things in terms of taking care of our property that I couldn't do. What that does is it gives me a feeling of satisfaction, sort of a reward. I wanted to take on this thing, I didn't know how to go about it. I took some steps, and now hopefully I'm going to be able to use that skill. That means a lot to me in terms of how I feel overall. And I think in the end, that has a big impact on your health. So as long as you're careful with the chainsaw, which we're talking about, so, <laughs> I promise, I promise I will be my wife, may be promise.
1: <laughs> One of the things, too, about the whole health circle is the fact that you can spin it around and anything can wind up at the top of the circle. In other words, personal development is on equal footing with the spirit and soul aspect, family and friends the recharge, sleep and refueling, food and drink, movement, exercise, flexibility, all of those things, they are equal parts of a circle. I think that is something, too, that we kind of prioritize like, well, you know, that sort of thing's not that important. Uh, But it can be if you just give it a chance. And what I mean by that is you can fill in some blanks in your life by something that you may think is just not that significant, even though I want to do it. Like, would it have really made a difference if you didn't get that chainsaw? You could have had some Somebody else do that. But wow, what's the fun in that?
2: Right. And one of the reasons I think it's great that it's that circle of health is that at different times, it could be a different one of those areas. So at one time in my life, the most important thing might be really getting out and getting more physically active, doing exercise. At another time, it might be making more social connections with friends and family. It's not like just one of those areas is important. It's really at different points in your life, Even from one day to the next, there might be a shift and suddenly a part of that circle might be really become kind of a more high priority. And that's why we have this idea when we do that work with veterans, whether it's working with a health coach or a fellow veteran or even your physician, we call it walk in the circle. You don't necessarily do it physically, but this kind of mental walk around that circle and ideally what you're doing is you're landing on, okay, well, this area I'm doing pretty well. We can put that one in the background for now, but oh, this area. I really need some progress in and so what are some goals we're going to identify there and you might come out of that walk around the circle with one area or maybe two or three and that's where you're going to focus in the short term going forward but then you walk the circle again six months later it might be a whole different priority that bubbles up it's a really great way to keep your perspective wide keep your eyes open about the different ways you can take charge of your health it's a great tool I can't take responsibility for making it up it's been out there for quite a while, but I've really gotten a lot of respect over the years for how useful it can be, how practical it is, really. Yeah, Encourage yeah. people to give that a try.
1: Well, sir, once again, I cannot thank you enough for taking time out and really digging into some things with us here on the program.
2: Well, Dave, I always love talking to you. And just to be honest, I also just love the idea of folks out there doing their job, whether it's driving or in between or whatever it might be, and just having the opportunity. There's so much potential in this for things you can do for yourself. So I think there's ways in which that lifestyle of being a trucker is very challenging for some of this, but there's other ways in which it really creates a lot of openings and a lot of potential to kind of really move forward in a lot of these areas. So I love that we get to talk about it on a regular basis. Really appreciate it.
0: That closes out this edition of the Highway Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway Health Podcast through Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway to Health podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health podcast is a production of Podwheels powered by Radio Nemo.